Welcome to Inspire and Discussions. I'm your host, Ashley Janae, here to inspire and discuss. Welcome to Aspire and Discussions, Episode 5. I'm your host, Ashley Janae, and as usual, I want to thank God for blessing me to do another episode of Aspire and Discussions, and I want to also thank all of the listeners for tuning in to today's episode, which is going to be awesome because today I have a very special guest. She's very talented, she's very humble, very, de- very determined, very dedicated, and she's very gifted. The one, the only, Kay Reno. And how are you today? Hi there, Ashley. Thank you for having me. I'm doing great. I cannot complain. You know, God in the universe keep giving. My spirit guides are always with me. So where are the complaints, you know? Yeah, but that's good. That's good to know then. Yes, of course. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. You know, every day I get, I'm always good. Hey. Yeah, that's it. Cause it ain't guaranteed for nobody. So it's like you gotta be thankful for whatever uh you know new day you get, and then whatever new thing you gonna tackle. So hey, that's how I look at it. Absolutely. Mhm. Yeah. So tell the listeners about yourself. Sure. No problem. <laughs> I really don't know where to begin, but um, I appreciate your grand introduction. For sure, I am a music artist. But I'm more than that. I'm many things past that. I am just a passionate person about making sure I give back to everyone who pours into me, even others who I see in need. Like I, I could be honest that I have a true dolphin spirit. So uh, everything in life has to come back to a bigger purpose, but I'm very much a creative. I try to add a little of my personality and everything I do. And I'm sure everyone who understands themselves to a certain degree will do that as well. So I guess you could say what makes me Kay Reno um, is just that I have my own little essence about how I pioneer the music industry. My goal is to be Chicago's feature queen. Like I was actually called that by one of my supporters and, and one of my friends. Um, of the past we're not so friendly now but back then when they called me such a thing I was like wow yo that's me right there K Reno Chicago's feature queen meaning that I'll by the time maybe like two or three years goes by I will have projected myself to have collaborated with the most Chicago artists or just artists in general but you know how that gets in the music industry so um with that being said, I would honestly say that I am a unique artist because I have a lot of influences that the standard, stereotypical, you know, ethnic person from the shy pretty much has like those influences of house music, um, mm-hmm. jazz, blues, uh, spoken word even, and of course, like the rap drill trap hip-hop scene like all of that comes into play but also for me I'm part Puerto Rican so that Latin influence does make a little bit of a difference in my music as opposed to like the next person over gotta keep it unique and fresh you know exactly and it's all about embracing your culture too and that's one thing I love about music it's so diverse yes of course 
Yeah, it's it's very it's very diverse, and then you just see a lot of people and a lot of different nationalities just basically expressing themselves through music. And one thing about Chicago, what I love about it is it's a huge metropolitan city where you have different talents. Yes, and that's such a big important part of everything that I put my hand in because it has everything to do with like our united culture mm-hmm. so so it's less of gentrifying or appropriating it has everything to do with as you grow as you play a part in the future generations how did this culture stick to you how did this way of life make sense for you mm-hmm. and a lot of the time we do use music to not only just transcribe or interpret but to somehow make sense of what this life means to us, like what this culture is. Exactly, exactly. That's always a great thing, too, because, I mean, you just, like I said, you just have a lot of talent out here, you know, and and that's what I like, too. And and then then the way social media is, that helps, too, because you're really able to rep who you are and you're able to rep the city that you come from, too. So that's another great thing about it, too. No doubt, no doubt. You know, I'm shot town all day, baby, but I'm also Cuomo, Puerto Rico. So <laughs> I'm a rapper regardless. I'm a Mississippi girl, too. Um, just a little bit of everything, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, but that's good. That's good to know. That's good to know. And then also, like, what really inspired you to sing? Oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, this question gets me every time. I'll probably be saying that for the rest of my life because, to be honest, I was one of those type of girls or people. I'm okay with gender fluidity over myself, but just for the ease of everyone else, yes, I'm female presenting. So just being one of those type of people who sings in the shower, Mm -hmm. um, who really just used music to connect deeper to whatever experiences I was going through, like how to process my emotions. I feel things extremely deeply to the point where um, my psychic senses will really like, how do I put it? I would just make more sense of very spiritual things through Mm -hmm. music and it didn't have to be religious. It didn't have to necessarily be I'm in church on the South side or I'm, at you know iglesia um on the island it's just more so like no you really can use all music to make sense of the energy that's around you um that's within you or that's trying to merge to you um that affects you so with that being said like yeah i really was just somebody who was singing around the house um and to be honest i didn't really have a support system for that like of course my people did say okay you want to sing sing cool but mm-hmm. at the same time it was still like okay okay like that's getting in the way or you know woo. the one thing I'll say is I was never barred from singing freely in the home but when it came to like trying to do that outside of the crib in a more serious way or in a more um character building way it wasn't really I wasn't really backed by that you saw me and at mm-hmm. the same time I look at that as like it, it was kind of discouraging so for yeah. me I had to dig deeper than you know maybe some people I I mean a lot of us share a similar experience where we had to make sure that we kept music at the forefront of our lives because if we didn't it would be stuff it would be taken from us you know 
um, just by people not living the li- the lives they want to live. So they'll push it off on somebody else not mm-hmm. to live the life they want to live. It, exactly. It's like they're trying to uh, lure their dream into somebody else. Yeah, and I kind of mean it in another way too, which is just to say that like, okay, for example, if you want to be a the world's best ping pong player, you know, well, you would have to have a ping pong table at some point or you'd have to at least give it a try or exercise your rights and your efforts to make those to realize those dreams. But like in a whole nother sense, if that person or if you wanted to do that and you just refused to work towards it and you gave yourself all the excuses in the world why you didn't, you know, you had to work, you had a family, woo, woo, or you just could never make the time, you could never figure it out, you didn't have people that showed you the way, that's all fine and dandy, but it's only a problem because then let's say you turn around and get to telling your friend or your kid or your coworker, yo, like, I don't know why you want to be the world's best matchmaker. You're never going to be on TV. You're never going to be a host putting people's relationships together. You, you, you're not going to go to school for psychology to understand how relationships are formulated and healthy. Mm -hmm. You know, people could damper your dreams all day long because they didn't pursue theirs. And so that's kind of what I was getting at too, but you're right as well to say, you know, sometimes people do push off their dreams onto others and say, well, I couldn't be this thing, so I'm going to make you do it. Or I'm going to try to force you to do it. Like, yeah. Exactly. And it's funny that you say that because I know I had did an episode. I want to say it was Goals, Goals, my second episode. And I had briefly talked about, you know, how uh, other people want to live their dreams with other people, especially with the parents doing it to their kids. Yes, and I, and I, yes, and then I just said, don't let, don't, don't do that. Just be you. Don't let no one influence you to do something you don't want to do because they didn't get a chance to do it. Absolutely, it's like you gonna never be happy that way. You gonna be miserable living somebody else's dream instead of your dream. For sure. I mean, it's not fitting. You know, everyone has a path of their own. Um, no matter how similar or different, yours is extremely uniquely to you. Um. And yeah, like, I know, oh, I must admit, so Ashley, I am quite tangible. You know, there are times where you might ask me a question and I'll veer off, but I'll do my best to wrap it back around to the main point. So forgive me on oh, that. No, no, that's not, no, that's okay. <laughs> this episode is all about, it's, it's all about you. So now it don't even matter. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, thank you so much. Yeah, nah, no worries. No worries. That's what I like to do. Make the guests feel like they at home. Just, you know, whatever, whatever comes to mind, whatever you want to say, just do it. <laughs> No problem. Well, let me just get a little bit closer to the question that you asked, which is uh, what inspired me to sing or what got me into singing? And Mm -hmm. I pretty much tried to map it out as far as like just really keeping it alive in my own personal reality, because uh, to be honest, there was a time where I took a full hiatus um, Mm -hmm. from music, not only within my childhood, but even uh, just a couple years ago, like I stepped away from music. So um, I realized that any time that I didn't have music in my life, I was not happy. I was less fulfilled. And so that 
was a compass in itself to show me that music was inspiring me to not only be my best self, to enjoy my day-to-day life, um, but also to realize what was important to me both within music and outside of music. It gave me a way to balance different areas of my life. But without music, things always feel off kilter. Is that and that's how you knew that was your calling. See, God give you signs when um when you found your purpose and, and when you are called to do something. It's like you're gonna feel a tight, you're gonna feel a certain way. Yes, of course. You, you know, because it's like he blessed you with the gift for for a reason. So that means he just wants you to go out and do it. Figure out figure out a, ma- a way to make it a reality. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's real deep what you said. You said I was unhappy when I did, you know, take the, the hiatus from music. Yeah. And it's not to say that I didn't enjoy other things. Like I'm uh-huh. a very versatile person, not just with music, but with being what do they call it the Jane of all trades or the jack of all trades like I literally do my own you could call it I do my own bit of fashion design um cooking being Mm -hmm. a natural healer a holistic healer doing being all types of things, you know. I am still a family member. I'm an I'm an auntie. I'm uh-huh. all types of stuff that I dearly love. I enjoy learning things because to me the mind never stops going, even when you meditate. And so just processing new information all types of ways really feeds my soul. But passion, though it shows itself in many forms, music is just one of those things that like you said, it it was given to me as a gift to show me how beautiful life can be. Exactly. And I honor that, you know, now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't deny myself that anymore. Exactly. Because it's like when I look at your videos on IG, I just see how relaxed and happy and, and at peace you are when you are on the stage. So that's always a, a good thing, too. And then like we just said, it's a gift. So it's like now you're fulfilling your gift and then you finally at peace. So that's very important. Thank you. And yeah. it sure is. Yes. And then, um, now, did, now, who were your musical inspirations growing up? Oh, I knew this question was coming. <laughs> <laughs> so it's tricky for me because I am the type of person that I'm a tourist, by the way, mm-hmm. <laughs> just for all the listeners out there. So. <laughs> Um, I just noticed this one little thing about my personality where Mm -hmm. I do tend to know what I want, but it doesn't change the fact that when it comes to having like a favorite this or a favorite that, I really struggle with that unless it's the color orange. I always love the color orange. Right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But outside of that, I'll use an example. So when it comes to these influences I don't have a favorite I just know that like I'm Mm -hmm. literally processing so much information all the time that there's usually things that stick out to me um to a certain extent but then outside of that I would just say uh things usually serve a purpose in a certain time of my life. And then after that, there's a new thing serving a purpose in my life. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to influences, I would say I was influenced by who um, it, Oh, I should say that they're mostly guided by memories, by things that kind of stuck to me that affected me deeply. So for example, like the OJs, 
my parents yeah. used to have an OJ's CD that mm-hmm. was played every Christmas. And <laughs> yeah, I know, right? And like literally, I would be like, uh-huh. like just listening yeah. to the OJ's go crazy. And I'm just like, they sound good, so good. Um, but at the same time, I don't know any other OJ's music. You know what I mean? Like, it's just stuff like that. Or my mom will be playing, like, Mark Anthony. Oh, yeah. A really, like, a Puerto Rican superstar. Like, uh-huh. most, most people do know um, him as an icon mm-hmm. of Puerto Rico because of his salsa, you know. But at the same time, he's one of those more modern artists as opposed to um, Hector Lavo or somebody mm-hmm. from the past that I would say, yeah, they were very inspirational. Or La India. Like, she's somebody from Puerto Rico, um, literally the princess of salsa, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of tiered under Celia Cruz, who is a Cuban artist, but she's a Afro-Cuban woman who's known as the queen of salsa, la reina de salsa. So um, I'm just giving you these different like tidbits of like things that affected me that I was like, oh my God, these people are inspira- inspirational for right. a myriad of reasons. And mm-hmm. then I'm not even done. Like there's still, um, from my childhood though, like I was really influenced by house music. Like my pops came up. I'm sure anybody from Chicago, like pretty much oh. parents came up through house music. If you're like my age, like in anywhere from like the early 20s to like late 30s I'm pretty sure you probably had a parent that was like digging into house music somehow yeah, yeah I had an uncle that you know was I mean? into house music so yeah exactly because uh-huh. it was made here you know so when I think about that like heck yeah like house music was a big influence for me um also of course like jazz artists but those are usually like the ones that all the greats um but you know the great Dinah Washington is from Chicago. You know, she's from Illinois. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with reserve, like she still has her Southern roots. We all do. Um, oh, yeah. But with her being like one of the jazz greats from here, not to mention, like I got to know her family and it's beautiful. Like I was like, oh my goodness, I never would have knew that Destiny would bring me so close to someone who pioneered a whole genre. Like, are you mm-hmm. kidding me? Um, so at the same time, like that was really inspirational for me. Then you've got the other type of childhood inspirations, which is like every genre that I come across, if there's good music in that genre, chances are I tried to learn a song, may not know the artist, may not know the name of the song, but you play it and I'm going to know some words or I will know the melodies, like super big on melodies. So for example, you could imagine like, um, older influences being like Eldabaj, Prince, mm-hmm. um, of course Mike Jack, but like there are other types of people that I'm just like, I know who you are, don't know the names of your songs, I just know it when I hear it. Exactly, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, really like that. Yeah, I know it when I hear it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Then you've got stuff like Lauren Hill, Jill Scott, my aunt who was also, so I have an aunt who passed away. Her name oh. is Cassie. Oh, I'm sorry. And she, oh, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, essentially, she worked in the music industry. She worked for Def Jam, and she did a, a bunch of other stuff. Uh-huh. Um, management, publicist, makeup artist, you name it. But the point of me bringing her up is that 
she put me on to so much music before it was really like popping popping like she would put me on right before it's popping and then i'll be like dang it's on vh1 now like (laughs) she was literally the publicist for like mike jones and stuff so granted she's my only musical family member that really went that hard everyone else did other stuff Mm -hmm. and even still she wasn't she wasn't a singer per se she just was around it you know for for what she did in her career so she introduced me to a lot of soul neo soul like when I was younger because I'm like man this stuff sounds so good and she's like yeah that's the vibe like you feel me (laughs) gotta stay around it because it it feeds our soul um not to mention there's also who else could I speak on um oh I could give you more modern artists that have touched my heart uh, I would say definitely came up on that Janae Aiko yeah definitely gotta give her props for how she crafted just my understanding of someone who can sound so angelic um in music that is not necessarily choral or yes. religious music like she sounds such like an angel yeah, but then she there's does. also yeah right but then there's also um more even newer artists than her like I would say um for sure I really respect Kehlani Kehlani's music is insane but she also seems to portray herself as a very holistic individual like you know everyone has different sides to them and I think she represents herself well in the public eye um if we're if we're talking Chicago artists, I was actually honestly inspired by Jean Doe or Jane Doe, however you wish to pronounce it. But I really respect her um, just as a Chicago artist who who got it out the mud, just like um, Tink. I respect Tink a lot. I just want to also give respect to you know the goat Kanye. Um, definitely, there's a few more. But when I say somebody that really inspires me, at least in our age group or like right now, I would say Cowboy. Like I really respect him as a Chicago artist because of how he pioneered singing into drill, into the drill category. Mm-hmm. I agree, and then and then again, that's one one thing I like about Chicago. We so we so diverse. <laughs> It's just so many styles, and it's a lot of stuff we created too. Yes, I totally hear you on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like we we created stepping. You know, my dad he was he's a huge stepping fan, so he loves stepping music, all of the dance moves and stuff like that. And then we also um we created fast rap, so you know with twisting. Nice. Yep. Twisting. Of course, you know twisting he, through his stuff. Oh yeah, now, yeah, he I'm dope. Very dope. It's like he don't, uh, him and Busta Rhymes are the only fastest rappers that are very unique, though. And they really just bought that to the game, too. And that's what I like. Well, it's funny you say that because I also have to give it to Ludacris. That's who's yep. also from Chicago. I really love the way he can move through a rap. And to be honest, he's not, he can go slow in his rap, depending because he's very sensual with how he attacks a lot of his words and that makes him unique but he definitely raps fast i won't oh, yeah. stun on him at all oh yeah yeah <laughs> Luda, yeah yeah definitely one of the greatest one definitely 
Yeah, yeah. I do respect his style and everything. Of course. And, and then he's very talented too, because it's like he he can rap and act. So I mean, that's just that's just really um a mo- that's mo- that's a multiple talented person. Yeah, of course. Yes, and then, and then every song that play on the radio by him, I really like it. Nice. Yeah, but my favorite personal song by Luda will have to be Slap. Slap, you, you, uh, that, that song was real hot back in the summer of 07 or 08. I mean, he's just like, he's basically talking about all of the difficulties that's happening, happening in the world. You know, people getting to his head, getting to his mind or whatever. He just feel like slapping a person today. So right. it's like, so you can get that <laughs> off your chest. I mean, it's like, man, that, that was really dope how he did that. Yeah. And then and also Runaway Love. Song. Runaway Love, he did with Mary J. That was a great collab, too. You know, basically talking about, you know, teenage pregnancy and stuff like that. So, I mean, that that's, you know, and I, and I like, how, like I said, I just like how versatile he is, too. You know, talking about the stuff that's happening and then just uh, basically entertaining. Most definitely. He, yeah. He does his thing. They all do. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what makes them great inspirations, that they trailblazed their own path you feel me i i respect it mm-hmm. yeah because yeah, he used to work at a radio station and then he used to use the equipment at the radio station to really rap and get himself out there so i have looked at a lot of uh interviews about him and i just always respect his uh dedication and always respected his hard work for sure because mm-hmm. it's like he did what he had to do to be looter and then that's and he did it Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yep. And then also, too, um, I was going to ask, so now, um, did you play any uh, instruments? <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm not fluent or affluent. Um, I don't know if I'm using that word right, but I'm not proficient in any instrument. However, I do know how to play a little bit on the piano. Okay. Not at that point where I would do it in public too often, at least not like a big show. Um, but let's say we stroll to a restaurant, they have a little piano. I might pull a little bit of my one or two songs out that I've worked hard enough on to be able to play in public. But for the most part, I let other people um, handle the instruments as I work on it in the background and you know as a hobby in my life and then when mm-hmm. I get to that point to share it with others I'll be excited to do that it, exactly but the good news is you know you could you could learn <laughs> yes all day yeah yeah so that's what I like too it's always ways you know you can learn uh different uh instruments and stuff like that but you said you said a mouthful your voice is your instrument and then that's the and that's the most important instrument yeah I mean, well, for me, just for me, for everyone else, that may change. And I respect how different artists just, they connect with whatever instrument they can truly bring out really unique sounds of, you know, even if somebody is per se like a trumpeteer Mm -hmm. or a saxophonist or um, for sure, like playing any stringed instrument, ukulele, guitar, et cetera, um, it just matters what your what speaks to you. So I wouldn't say that the voice is just the most important instrument, but it is one that you mm-hmm. have to learn most uniquely, if you ask me, because every single, well, no instrument is made 
the exact same no instrument is but when it comes to our our diaphragm and our vocal cords and our windpipe mm-hmm. it's a whole different level of connecting in the soul space to make whatever you're trying to tr- come out translate to another soul and I think that's really interesting because that's been my biggest journey with singing at all you know it's one thing to train and practice and do vocal exercises but it goes so far if you aren't actually like spiritually connected to what you're saying it just doesn't come across the same even mm-hmm. if you're good at faking it till you make it you know it, it, exactly exactly yeah that, yeah that's true but yeah but definitely you know you, you said a lot right there with the voice you know it does take a lot you know you have to be at a uh, breathing is the key though that's definitely it you know uh you know breath control and then you want to make sure uh your um your diaphragm is uh is expanding and, and things like that so yeah that's very important yes you've never lied about that when i say Taking a three-year break off of singing was Mm -hmm. unfortunate for me because I definitely lost a lot of stamina, and I just I had no idea. Like I had no idea how bad that would affect my ability to even carry like simple notes. I was like, oh my goodness, this sounds like I never trained before. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you said it too with stamina, because it's like, yeah, you do. It's like you got it's, it. It takes a lot of breathing and all of that. And then it's like if you don't breathe properly, then it's like you get winded, and then sometimes you could get a little dizzy too. That's interesting. I'm sure it can happen. I've not gotten dizzy, but more so just definitely compromising the sound that I want to mm-hmm. have because I have to inhale, and it just sounds terrible in the microphone, of course. Uh- Oh, yes. Yeah, like, it takes away the nuance. Yep. And then it's like you got to go from chest voice to head voice and all of that. So, yeah. 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 So it definitely takes a lot of discipline, too, though. And it definitely a lot of warming up. Yeah. Yeah. So I, so I know you. Okay. So you kind of answered this course, this next question I'm about to ask you about your musical background. So I understand you said your aunt was involved in the music industry. So now did your parents sing? Like uh, your mom, your mom did any singing? Your dad did any singing? Do you have siblings that sing? Well, to be honest, when I say my aunt was my musical influence, I really uh-huh. do mean, I mean, she was my musical blood type. Mm-hmm. It's not like she we come from a family that has established themselves in music industry before that I know of. Mm -hmm. And even with her, she was, she was pretty young. She was only 15 years older than me to be honest. There's a lot of people who have uh, aunts and uncles that are even younger than them. So I'm not saying it can't happen, but for her to be like one of the younger aunt uncles that I have, that was really interesting for me to see that she took that path for herself but mm-hmm. still not as a vocalist, though. So when it comes to, like, my mom, my mom can carry a note. She really can. Like, when we be- so my mom is very active in doing, like, home improvement work, and I help mm-hmm. her with that because I love that, too. Like, we share that. And she'll be, you know, painting the walls or building the ceiling, singing all her music and she sounds really good. I'm like, girl, you had notes that I didn't even know you could. <laughs> but at the same time, she's been a healer her whole life as a ER nurse, as a 
um, different types of nurses. That, that's so, wonderful. Thank you. And so mm-hmm. because of that, I feel like certain things just take precedent in people's lives. It's not like she pursued any type of career or even to, you know, there are people that don't necessarily go out and say, I want to be an artist, but they will say, I'm going to go to my karaoke night every Thursday and you're not going to stop me. So mm-hmm. this is stuff like that where my family would incorporate singing into like our vacations. If we go on a cruise ship or something, we're going to be going to the karaoke night. Or if we are at home, have a family get together, then we have like a karaoke machine at a cousin's house, you know, something like that. But outside of that, no, nobody really be singing, singing for real, except just on family, familial occasions, which is honestly where music is rooted in, you know, down to Native American tribes. Everybody mm-hmm. uses music to just bond with family, heal, and that's yes. what it was for. Yes, that yeah, because music, I would definitely agree, it's definitely good therapy. It's like when you have one of them days when you overwhelm, stress. And then, and you don't have nothing else to do. You're gonna turn on the radio. You're gonna go to uh, Pandora, Spotify, all them streaming platforms to listen to some music because it's just very therapeutic, and then it just communicates well with you. Yeah, bound to you know. Mm-hmm. There's something for everyone. Exactly. It it's, it kind of helps you forget about your problems for a little bit. I would agree. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I would actually say that's true. Um. But then there's another side of things for me where I was saying it doesn't help me forget. It helps me process. That's, that's true. To that's me even yeah, a little I step better because I was like, I can't, I think too much. I can't forget about this. But what I can <laughs> do is make more sense of it. And there's somebody that released the song somewhere that I is resonating on a soul level. Like, oh, you talking exactly about what I need to hear about and the perspective that they carry in that song is enough to soothe my soul to help me realize what a resolve can look like. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah, yes, it is. And then, uh, and then, were you afraid to sing in public? Yeah, like, uh-huh. that's so funny to me because, yes, there was a time where I was. Wait, let me let me stop. See, here comes the cap. I gotta cut the cap. So <laughs> I did used to be afraid. I did. But the reason why is because I struggle with confidence. And I think mm-hmm. like it didn't really make sense for me to have confidence when it came to singing because there was no visible support for me to sing in public. Mm-hmm. So I honestly mean that like, okay, as a child. I was a professional, I don't know if there's such a thing as a professional cheerleader at such a young age, but I really did do competitive cheers and competitive like dance routines on competition levels and stuff like that. Not like dance moms and all that, but more oh, so yeah. just the dance portions <laughs> that's required in cheerleading competitions. And furthermore, I was an all-stars cheerleader, so that required some dance, acrobatics, et cetera, stunts, uh-huh. everything. So when I did that, I didn't have any fear. I was extremely good at it. Um, But I noticed as I got older that anything that required like a team sport, team effort, I excelled at that with ease. And I was never nervous because I had other people to lean on. And Mm -hmm. even if not directly, (laughs) it's easy to 
put on a smile and have that confidence and sass when there's somebody standing next to me doing it too. But now that I'm more so of a solo artist, um, I've had to truly grow into my own to realize, okay, if you don't have all these people, these bells and whistles and this other energy around you, you have to be the source of, of light, of entertainment, of connectivity for these crowds and these people. So for me, that was where I was a little nervous. I'm like, oh gosh, oh my goodness, all the eyes are on me. Um, everyone's going to notice if I mess up versus me giving it my all with a team effort because the eyes can be spread amongst other people too. It, exactly. That's so true. Yeah, because it takes a lot. It takes a lot of courage to get out and sing in front of a lot of people because what's scary is you got all eyes on you. <laughs> and, and then it's like sometimes that might freak people out and stuff like that. So uh, for people to just seeing out in public that just take a lot of courage and I always you know uh get them a round of applause for doing that too because that's hard yeah and it's honestly only a struggle when you haven't done enough work with yourself to say Mm -hmm. this is this is who I am this is what I know my essence can bring um and then you trust and it's more than just believing it but it's knowing what's within you and I feel like at any point that you question that and you aren't sure or clear about that that's where confidence falters at least for me Mm -hmm. so once I got past a certain brink of doubting myself and being unsure about what I'm capable of that's when my confidence grew exactly yeah so then I stopped being as worried about you know, singing in public, stepping out on stage. You know, I used to feel like the worst nightmare is when you go somewhere and somebody knows you're a singer and they're like, sing me something now. And I'm like, (laughs) oh, excuse me. I'm not ready to do that right now. Like, what do you mean? But I've gotten to a point where I'm like, well, first of all, I'm nobody's circus monkey. So just because you tell me to sing, you know, I'm not just going to do that for you. Like, this isn't jumping I ask how high this is just no I sing when I want to sing but at the same time I know that if it came down to it I could and I trust myself and I trust my instrument and my body to like carry me you know where it needs to go it's exactly you got people that will catch you off guard but it's like it's like you got to be ready because you just never know yeah yeah. So yeah. Well, that's that's awesome, Dan. That's awesome. And then, too, what was the first uh, concert you remember going to? Ooh, that's a good question. I know that I went to. I don't know what my first concert really, really was, but I know I went to a pussy girl, pussy girls. Oh my gosh, a <laughs> pussy cat doll. I was thinking of Powerpuff. I don't know why I was thinking of Powerpuff Girls and then Pussy Cat Dolls, and I mixed them. Right, yeah, because you got too many dolls. Oh, girls. Yeah. Yeah, the pussy dolls. Um, No, the pussy cat dolls. I did see a show with them when I was younger, and I did see, um, I saw Alicia Keys once. Okay. I also saw, well, okay, so there was other little concerts I went to, like Disney on Ice when I was, like, freaking three or four, like, probably four um and I barely remember anything before I was five but that's the one memory that I think I recall I saw Mickey on ice Mickey and I'm on ice (laughs) um so to me that was a concert because they did singing and stuff 
But then there was also the one real contest that I went to once I got a little older. If you know the internet, I went mm-hmm. to see the internet. And I love the internet. Oh my gosh. I think it's exciting for me when I find the artist or a group of artists and then there's like a tourist involved in that process. I'll be like, yes, I got what you were getting. I got what you were getting at. Like I, I picked up what you put down and I'm here for it because I get it on a soul level. Like I understand. So with the lead singer Sid being a tourist, I was just aesthetic. You know? Oh, wow. <laughs> I know that was cool. And then a coincidence too. Yeah, well, you could call it coincidence. I don't believe in those. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> nah, I think everything happens for a reason. That that that's so true. That's so true. Yeah, but I guess with concerts, only I mean, I love the energy and stuff like that. But I be hating them crowds when it's over with. <laughs> that's fair. I can't blame you for that. You know, once you get a little more, mm. you know, full of finesse when you go to concerts, you'll start realizing how to just maneuver through that and where you belong, where you don't belong. And also you just know the vibe ahead of time. Like I don't really go to, I do love Chicago scenes in a way we be having a blend of intense crowds, depending on what type of music you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are times. So for example, I went to a famous Dex concert and as fun as it was, it had like, um, slumped us, uh, ski. Oh mm-hmm. God. Oh my God. Let me not mess up his name. But they had ski mask. Um, they had a few other people. They uh-huh. had um. Uh oh my goodness, I'm blanking. <laughs> they had ugly God. They had ski mask. Um, they had of course, um, famous decks. So they had a bunch of people there, but. My point being is, like, being at a concert with those type of artists, it was so lit. But when I tell you, I was like, I'm not going to get up in there. You feel me? Everybody in here smoking their weed. I'm just going <laughs> to step back and be sitting cute in a chair. You feel me? Y'all go get smashed up and mosh pit on each other. Sometimes that's just not the vibe for me. Oh, no. I went to a... At my school, I, I used to go to UIC, right? And mm-hmm. so we would host a lot of concerts there. Some of those I helped put on. I helped them organize it and put it together. Mm-hmm. But one of the shows had 21 Savage, and he brought out G Herbo. Mm-hmm. The thing about that concert was that everybody in the crowd was going crazy. Wow. And that's cool and cute, but I was in the front row. and when I Or I was close to the front row. And when I tell you people tried to take off my skin, they were stomping so bad, and I had Ooh. on sandals. Never again. <laughs> never again. I know that's like, right. Nah, again. You got that. Now nah. I go VIP to every show I go, I go VIP. Okay, I don't blame play. you. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, and then and then you got some you got people that just could be a little ignorant at times. It's okay to be happy and have fun, full of energy, but don't be pushing into nobody. Don't be screaming in nobody's ear and stuff like that. It's like, man. Yeah, everyone's dealing a lot, uh, different walks of life, and for me, that's why I keep my distance and I pay attention to what where I where I belong and where I don't because to some extent it's like. You can't even necessarily dictate or determine what what headspace somebody's coming from when they're coming to these type of concerts. So I just play it 
play it smart, play it safe. Um, you get in where you fit in, but you still know how to navigate that situation type stuff. Exactly, that's true. Because I'm, I'm thinking. Because now that I said we were talking about concerts, the last concert I went to, oh, don't judge me on this one, but it was back in 2013. I went to a Jay Z concert. That was the oh, last concert I went to. I, so oh, I know I need to go on some more concerts. To some more concerts. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I remember that concert too. Me and my brother went. We went. Our dad had uh, dropped us off. It was at the United Center. We went. Uh, we got to our seats, met some nice people. The energy was really good. But it's just, like I said, when you lead them concerts, oh, boy, it'd be so many people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, it was really uh, fun, though. But, yeah, that's the last concert I went to. Um, and then I and I would say the first concert I went to that I may remember, I want to say it was, it was here in Chicago. And I want to say it was, um, who went, who was at that concert that I remember? Um, because I believe it was outside, so I do know one chance had performed. Um, they they was like a uh, they they are R and B group, and then also mm-hmm. uh, who else? That I just remember them performing outside. Now I remember going to the uh, pe- I, I forgive me if I say it wrong. I think it's the Pepsi uh the WGCI uh Pepsi Ball or something. Oh yeah, uh, I don't know. I yeah, I forgot something that concert. You want to call it like the Pepsi Smash, but yeah, I don't know. but I know WGCI hosted that. Uh, uh, they hosted that show, and I remember uh, Omarion was there. Mario was supposed to be there, but he didn't. He he didn't come for some reason. Oh, I know Pretty yeah. Ricky was there. Yeah, uh, yeah, one chance was there, and then um, I think that's all I really remember. Who was there? I don't remember any female artists being there. Because I think, because you know what, I think Omarion was the headliner of that show. Oh, you know what? It was Neo. Neo was also there, too. Ah, nice. Yeah, so yeah, that concert, I remember, that was a very fun concert, too. And then I want to say it was at the All-State Arena, or it could have been the United Center, one of them. That's valid. That's valid. Yeah, so yeah I, WGCI does a lot of stuff at the United Center for sure. They do. Mm-hmm, yes, definitely. It's better than going all the way to the Allstate Arena near O'Hare Airport. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, that's that's way too much there. Yeah. So uh, now, did you sing uh, in a lot of uh, school talent shows? Not quite, to be honest. No, I did one talent show that I can remember. I was probably in like fourth grade. And I sang an Alicia Keys song. I didn't, I done, um, it's cursed, pardon me. But I think I did No One by Alicia Keys. Uh-huh. And I could not hit them high notes for real, but I did try. Yeah, but that's the head. That's the only matters. You can say you tried. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, I needed to do it. You know, it was one of those things where I was like, if I love singing so much, why am I shying away from it? And that's just one of those character building moments. Mm-hmm. Um, we also had somebody in my elementary school class who was an excellent child singer. Okay, um, everybody in the school knew her as that, and I actually ended up being in a band with her later down the road. But back in those days, I wasn't a singer at all, at least not by anyone else's standards. And so mm-hmm. that was one of those things that I just felt I needed to do to like show myself that if I ever want to do this, you know, as, as a real career or like as, as a more than just a little hobby, then I have to start somewhere. And that 
proud of me, but I definitely am glad that I was at least that level of brave when I had no one pushing me to do it. Exactly. And that was just your way of getting your foot in the door, too. Yeah, just to see what I could handle. Exactly. And you could say you did it, too. Yeah, of course. Exactly. And then, uh, now, do you remember the first ever song you sang? No. Honey, child, I don't know. <laughs> I don't have any clue. Like, I, I mean, honestly, maybe if I was to ask my people, but I doubt any of us even remember. I just love music as a whole. So there's not, it's not no story where I could say, oh, on my documentary or biography about me once I'm, you know, dead and gone, they're talking about, oh, she fell in love with music when she sang this at six years old. No, I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, because like you said, I mean, it's so, it's so diverse, though. Right. Yes. And then what was the name of the first song that you wrote? Oh, that's a good one. Oh, oh. To be honest, I don't, I still don't know. But I do remember that when I was young, I wrote a song. I was a daddy's girl at mm. some point, like, oh, yeah. So I remember writing a song called Daddy, I Love You. And that Aww. was funny how that came about. But I don't remember too much of how it goes. I literally remember like one lyric from it, uh huh, or maybe two. Uh, but I will not sing them here because, you know, that's personal. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's definitely. And, then, you know, it's certain songs that you just got to keep to yourself. Yeah, I might share it with my supporters one day, but it's literally I wrote it when I was like seven or eight. So, oh, wow. You know. and, that's, and that's great, too, that you still uh, have well, you still have the song. And then, um, you know, and, and you remember it was dedic- it was for your dad. So that was so that's very special there. Yeah. Yeah. Now, did he ever way. hear you sing the song or? No. <laughs> oh, no. Wow. It wasn't one of those. It was just like me trying to dive into writing. Because well, I was already a writer. I'm very good at writing things. Mm-hmm. I, I strive and aspire to be an excellent speaker. I know I am good at doing public speaking as long as I have my mental prep for it. Uh, but of course, writing on paper is one thing and I can write really well school papers novel style writing even free writing but at the same time like when it comes to lyricism I needed to develop that too so you know you imagine you go to school you have to really spend time revising work and rewriting and redeciding how to say something better each time so then I thought to myself, okay, like I need to practice. The only way you're ever going to be a songwriter is if you do it. And um, it was a really complicated process for me when I was young, but I did what I could to make sense of it. Exactly. Um, and so within that, yeah, I just ended up writing a song about my dad because I'm like, oh, what can I write about? There's so many things to write about, but I honestly am blanking on every single subject and topic ever. So then I just got to the point to say, okay, well, I know that me and my dad hang out a lot. Let me just write it about him because, you know, he'd he, he be looking out for me. Like, that's how I felt when I was young. Oh, yeah, that's your best friend. And I, and I know how you feel, too. 
<laughs> yeah, it's it's like the, it's like they your first uh, protector. You know, the first one to tell you you're beautiful and you were and you worthy and things like that. So yeah, that is that is a, a very special way to just show that I appreciate you and I care for you. Yeah, I mean yeah. to be fair, like my granddad was really like my rock, but you feel me. My dad yeah. was there too. But oh yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, like, definitely. He was there. I, I'm not even trying to shade my pops. Like I love him. But I know that, like, my first love, if, if I could put it in terms like that, um, it was my grandfather. And then my dad is his son. So there's, there's you know, correlations mm-hmm. that I will never disrespect what he means to me. But you know how that goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but that's yeah, that's definitely awesome. Now I, re- I remember the fo- the first song I wrote. It was everywhere. <laughs> I think I was like nine or ten years old, and I think I was talking about superpowers or something. Oh, and then my daddy found the song. He was like, "What you talking about in this song?" I'm like, "That's okay. Don't worry about it." <laughs> Right. Yeah, and, and then when I really, really took writing serious because uh, I started just writing short stories, like in 2010 when I was in high school. You know, I took a creative writing class, and all I did was just, you know, write short stories. And then back in 2012 is when I really, you know, got into songwriting because I was going through some stuff, and I might do an episode about that in the future. And you know, yeah. I just needed something to kind of like get my mind off of stuff. So I just started writing uh, music. Now, the first song I wrote, I had did like a sample to Neo's Lazy Love. So basically, I'm the girl in the song. That's it. And then um, I had wrote my first ever uh, official song that I that I know I, you know, that I did as I got older it was called Never Meant to Hurt You. That song was a, was a book. I mean, my uh, verse was way too long. I was like, man, this is too long. So then it's like I had to educate myself and learn how to shorten up what I'm trying to say. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yes, and I just kept on writing, writing, writing. And then it's like writing to me is therapeutic, though. It's like that's just your way of expressing yourself. Most definitely. It's like if you can't say your verbal, then hey, you get a pen and paper or get your phone out to say what you got to say. And then to put it in a song, it's just so, it's powerful to me. Absolutely. Yeah, so yeah. It sure is. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I know um, that you're working, you're currently working on the EP, so congrats on that. Thank you. Yes. yes. Just for the listeners, whoever gets to this in time, my EP definitely drops next month, May 19th. It's called Deep Talks and Detoxing. Deep Talks and Detoxing. Oh yeah, beautiful, uh, beautiful title too. Thank you. Mm-hmm. This will be my first project ever, but it's definitely been created with care. It's been deliberated on. I've put my heart and soul into every single song on here. Mm-hmm. And the beautiful thing about this project and why it's so special to me is that uh, one of my friends from college mm-hmm. actually is my engineer now and he's excellent he goes by og mike will all right you can find him on instagram you can find him a few other places as well but that's where you'll find him if you want to book with him he's an excellent engineer and producer so the thing is he produced well he engineered he recorded me in an engineered mixed and mastered all seven tracks 
he actually co-created one of the instrumental beats on my EP. Mm-hmm. Um, the track entitled Never Be the Same. Okay. He helped with another producer named JTK. Mm-hmm. They created that beat together and then he brought the beat to me. It actually was only supposed to be a sample. So me and him, we collaborate where we create set vocal samples. Um, we write together, we co-write, mm-hmm. um, and then we create these vocal samples for a beat. Those into different musical projects right mm-hmm. ones that ones that are not mine but I loved this one so much that I was like yo we only did the little hook for it um just as a sample but let me flip this into a whole song for myself so that became the third track on this EP and it's called never be the same but it's you'll hear it it's such a beautiful song it's very intense but I think everyone who hears it will it'll provoke something deep in you. I think. Oh, oh, yeah, definitely. And that's another sure. thing I really love about music. It's so relatable, though. Yeah, of course. Yes. So now, so is it on, okay, so it's on Spotify? And then what, are, what other streaming pl- platforms can we find this on? Well, right now, it's not fully processed yet. So we are hoping to have it on everything. We're hoping to get it on Apple Music, iTunes. Um, uh, what is it? Deezer, ah, I'm not the best with these things. I think but, I heard of that. Yeah. Um, but just all the ones that you can pretty much upload through to, um, through CD Baby or any mm-hmm. other content aggregator, um, online content aggregator. So yeah, I'm I'm hoping to get it on Pandora. I'm hoping to get it everywhere I can because it's a very well put together, complex piece of series of music not a piece of music but a series of songs and it's more like a more like a collective of music that is honestly a, a big trauma dump mm-hmm. but it allows me to sift through my traumas and get to a place of resolve and get to a place of clarity and mm-hmm. really understanding what the last however many years of my life has really summed up to in different areas of my life but then it comes down to say I know that when people listen to this, there's bound to be something they're going to resonate with on so many different levels, like male or female. So, I yeah, I'm just excited for everyone to have it. It's out next month. Take a listen. Yes, yes, and and I can tell by your energy that um and, and your passion that it's already that it's a, a that this is a great EP. You know, it's going to definitely you. be relatable, and, and it's and it's going to have everybody um. Uh, talking about it and listening to it and then you just never know you wake up one morning you see it on TikTok and then people doing dance moves to your stuff (laughs) thank you yeah it's funny because I don't know um, how to explain the album in totality just yet but I Mm -hmm. know that though the lyricism in it is very heavy it can be like intense subjects to talk about but at the same time the beats some of the beats that you hear are a little more like dance vibey and, and lighthearted. Mm-hmm. And then there's, so I would say half of it is very that. And then the other half is more like um, somber acoustic. So you've got to pick, you can take your pick. 
Oh, well, well, that's that's awesome. And that's awesome. I'm looking forward to hearing it, too. I'm definitely am. And then, uh, so, uh, yes, no problem. And then, too, so what's next after your EP? So are you going to go on a vacation, collaborate, or what, what you going to do? Thank you for asking. Honestly, mm-hmm. there's never too much of a break in between collaborations. Because, uh-huh. you know, as I said, I got to be holding true to my name as Chicago feature queen. So I'm always uh, just moving through my lane and seeing who who can I work with next. I know that as a new artist, I have stuff in the vault. You know, I have these collaborations that have not been released. So everything at this point is just working on strategy, seeing how I can slowly but surely immerse myself into the public realm mm-hmm. so that people can get a sense of my music at this point. I've done so much behind the scenes work that I'm just excited to be able to release it to the world piece by piece. Um, And once this EP drops, I will be taking a slight hiatus, but not too long because it's the summer. We got to work, baby. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Shows are coming. Uh, We're planning now to see how we can build these shows because now that I have a collection of music this isn't just gonna be covers this is gonna be k reno shows mm-hmm. or collaborative shows or performances where i'm spreading the music too in a lot of sense of it, exactly you never know you get that phone call to do la la palooza oh it would be excellent yes yeah and then to do it in your hometown because I know with Chicago, I mean, we have, I mean, we, we've been hosting the Lala Palooza for years now. Look like. Oh, yeah. No, we do Lala. And I worked Lala a couple times. It's so fun. But at the same time, if I don't do Lala this year, then it's going to happen. Like, I know for a fact it's going to happen. Uh, I've oh, yeah, definitely. I've run-ins of glimmers of opportunity with that. So it's bound to swing back around. Uh, oh yeah definitely you keep doing what you're doing yes it, it can happen this summer you never know mm-hmm. yes yes so now anything you do before you perform on stage or before you uh, get ready for a performance <sighs> funny little rituals huh well to be honest I do uh I like to warm up but at the same time I don't like to overdo it on those days that I've which no artist should, no performer should. Mm-hmm. But I noticed that if I do have a show, I will try to warm up early in the day, earlier in the day, and then leave the middle of the day, no warm up, no nothing, no no heavy talking, all that. And then when it gets close to the show, I do love to do like um a nice little sound check. Everyone should, but oh, yeah. that just reminds me of like where my voice is at. But the thing with the sound check is I don't go full out. Um, I don't do too much because I already think like, well, dang, I sound good because I didn't over process my voice in my mind. So then I leave it at that. And then if I, so if I was to sing a song, I have to perform later all day. Like, you know how that can go where you're singing it, you're singing it, you're singing it. You're like, okay, I think I sound how I want. Well, once I get to the show, I've sang the song 30 times today. Like, now it doesn't even sound like how I wanted it to sound. And so I try to be conscious of that. But a little mm-hmm. thing that I do is I keep a mixture of honey with me all the time when I go to shows or when I have important stuff to sing. Okay. But what's, what's in that honey mixture is 
hibiscus powder, like ground up hibi- dried hibiscus leaves. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit of lemon, like fresh lemon squeezed into the honey. No water, just the honey. Um, and then I might do like a little bit of thyme because thyme helps uh, heal the throat or it helps with bacteria a little bit, just like lemon. Mm-hmm. Um, the hibiscus is really good for me. It it makes me feel like I'm intake, intaking dry antioxidants. So instead of having beer, the hibiscus. Um, and then maybe a little bit of ginger powder or actual like juiced ginger in there. And I mix that up and it makes a beautiful honey mixture for my throat. And I feel like uh, it always helps me. Um, keeps my, my vocals smooth without me dr- actually consuming any sugar it's never mm-hmm. mucusy for me so that's the that's the best part and then I also learned the trick from someone um that salt like 20-30 minutes before the show excellent it helps keep the sh- the throat from getting too dry but also keeps the mucus down and mm-hmm. I would swear by eating some french fries before a show I'm kidding <laughs> I don't do that <laughs> the physique will live I need french fries or something with a nice little salt because french fries always work better than potato chips but potato mm-hmm. chips are cool too oh, oh yeah definitely because it's convenient you get a bag open it up boom instead you gotta wait in line for some fries <laughs> <laughs> well you know to each his own <laughs> yeah, it, exactly, exactly. And, it, and, then, and then one thing I have to say about hibiscus tea, I'm a fan of that tea too. And mm-hmm. it's, it is good. I hear it was good for your voice, but it's also good for the digestive system. Have you heard about that? Yeah, of course. I do my own little forms of natural healing. So staying mm-hmm. up on different uses of herbs, natural remedies is very big in my life for sure. Exactly, because it's like it's like as an artist, you got to take care of yourself physically. Yes, all day. Yeah, because I be hearing stories about artists that's passing out on stage and stuff. And it's like, wow, it's it's scary. So now I just see why it's so important to just take care of yourself. Make sure you eat and right. Make sure you stand in shape and stuff like that. Yes, I've done my share of running myself into the ground. And I was like, no more. Mm-hmm. It's not that serious. I mean, it can feel that serious, but I just don't see the benefit in overly compromising my body. I, I get done what I got to get done. And if something just, if I can't do it, I can't, it's, it's just making adjustments. You feel me? Um, when people put pressures on you to do certain things, it's okay to say, chill out. I need a rest. My body cannot handle this. Mm-hmm. Um I don't care how much money is behind something. I'm going to do what I got to do, but I still have to do it in my stride. It, exactly. That's what you exactly. got to do. Yeah, because you got to, it's all about paying attention to your body, though. Yes. Yeah, definitely. So then also, what are your, who are your future dream collabs? Who would you want to work with in the future? I really, I really do want to work with Cowboy. Like, I really do want to have an, it's it's a dream collab for me because he makes that well okay some of the things he talks about mm-hmm. is not exactly everything that my life is based around no he has had a full other type of experience but just with us both being from Chicago like there's a lot of things that overlap and I really do feel like I could bring something unique um, on a track with him mm-hmm. we could relate on certain topics. Now, 
that's just the reality of growing up in an environment that, you know, I am able to resonate with a lot of the heavy things that he says, but it's also the way that he carries his artistry as a vocalist that just lets me know we could make a fire song like I just already know it but at the same time I just have to manifest that over time it's gonna happen when it's meant to happen and if it doesn't it's okay it wasn't meant to be exactly definitely from Chicago cowboy um at least on the male side and then if it was a female from Chicago I would love to collab with probably really would be um John Doe or Tink I would really love either one of them because they're just excellent. I do love Santa as well. She's really good. Okay. Um, And she's a sweet person too in real life. (laughs) But at the same time, um, I think, I think we could make something good, but to say dream collab is probably still cowboy. Well, well, that's cool. That's cool. So, um, I just have one more question for you. And then after this, we're just going to play a quick game and, you know, and then if you have anything you want to leave to the listeners, that's fine. So my last question is, any advice you would give to um any artists that's looking to uh, get into the business? My biggest advice is to decide what you are willing and not willing to sacrifice. That's mm-hmm. going to change every single step of the way. But from where you are at in a single moment... You have to know what you're willing to give up, what you're willing to sacrifice, and what you're not willing to forfeit because that will set the ground for how you move every step ahead from where you at are from where you are at in that point in time. Mm-hmm. Because you think about it, okay, do I want to be famous? This is what you may or may not have to have to hold on to or sacrifice to get that. If it's not about the fame, do you want to be a super collaborative? person full of networking and full of contacts okay be that but this is what you would have to do to achieve that if you just want to be a bedroom artist that posts all their stuff online and gets you know um a lot of notoriety through or awareness or visibility through online platforms and you don't like to go out and make connections physically fine but you just have to know what type of lane really works for you what you're willing to do to make that make sense for your path in your life. And therefore, like, that's that's how you can create a lane specifically for you in the industry or in the outskirts of the industry. Because there are artists who say, I specifically don't want to be involved with famous people or with um, people of the music industry. Let me just be an artist that works with local artists and that's all I want to do. And that's okay too. But you just have to know what you, what you desire to make you have to know what you're willing to sacrifice or not just Mm -hmm. to even make sense of where your desires will take you that's what i'm trying to say yeah that's powerful powerful all right so now this is the fun part here so (laughs) this is called artists you would rather listen to so i'm gonna name two artists and you just tell me which one you you would want you would rather listen to Okay, I'm going to try to be as not shady as possible, but I'm a tourist, so it's going to come out how it comes out. All right. But I do think that I can explain myself if I feel like I'm doing somebody wrong. Uh Uh-uh, now that's all good. It's all good. Everybody got preference. So, number one, Whitney Houston or Sade? Sade. 
And that's because no shade to Winnie. Winnie is amazing. But Sade is like, to me, her vocals were always um, so mesmerizing to me in the way that it's manageable for me and my voice. Like when I sing, people definitely tell me like I have a sultriness and a raspiness and Sade gives that. And when it Mm -hmm. comes and so I could just sing her music and I love it. And it puts me in a headspace of being like a siren, a sirena, you know, like some type of dreamy, interesting, mysterious person. But then when it comes to Whitney, Whitney is off the charts. But I I will admit, when I was a child, I used to be intimidated by her music because I just was not able to sing her music. I just wasn't good enough to do that. And now that I'm older, I, I'm sure I can. But at the same time, I put her on such a pedestal that I, I kind of scared myself away from a lot of her music. But she's mm-hmm. absolutely an icon. Like, it's insane. But that's great. All right. All right. Uh, so this is going to be a tough one. Michael Jackson or Prince? It's not that tough for me. I would say Michael Jackson. I would always rather listen to Michael Jackson, but I did grow in appreciation for Prince the older I got. Okay, okay. I like that answer. Yeah. All right. So uh, Mariah Carey or Mary J. Blige? Ah, this is the hard one. <laughs> Fudge. I can't curse on here, right? Fudge. No, you can. Whatever you Oh, okay. I didn't know. So I've been avoiding cuss words the whole time. <laughs> but um, that's a hard one. Oh, okay. So, oh, jeez, Louise. Ah, I don't know. I feel so corny. Like I don't know. I think um. Okay. Okay. Dang, I don't know. I feel like you just basically asked me to choose between like chocolate and peanut butter, like. They're both delicious. How do how do I say? Right. Um, I will honestly say I listened to more Mary J. Blige growing up. So I really love her. But I also sing more to Mariah Carey's music. So mm-hmm. that's why it's tricky. So if it was coming from like a put me back in a nostalgic phase, I would say Mary. But if it comes down to just listen right now, I would probably say Mariah because I would probably be trying to learn Mariah's runs or like how she sang something. So mm-hmm. that's that's tricky for me. But yeah, I, I just I feel obligated to say Mary, but I'm gonna say Mariah because I, I know why I say Mariah. I know it was kind of hard for me too because it's like both of them are icons. Yeah, Mary, Mary is big for me like she's one of those influences I probably should have said at the beginning of the show oh no that's all good that's all good all righty so that 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 was a good one there so what about this one this should be easy Johnny Gill or John B oh that's interesting well I don't know too much about um Gill so I would say John B okay okay I like that (laughs) he got such smooth vocals that I just it's hard for me not to like appreciate him. I agree. I agree. Yeah, they don't know. That's gonna always be a hit. Uh, forever. Yep. All right. So, ooh, this gonna be a tough one. Okay. Aaliyah or Janet Jackson? Oh, baby, Aaliyah. Aaliyah. <laughs> Aaliyah. Only because, you know, 
Janet is really like special. She's very special, but mm-hmm. Janet wasn't as special to me in my life and my existence as yes. Alia was. And it has everything to do with Alia's personality and style and just who she is or who she portrayed herself to be and the essence of who she was. I just, my personality gravitated more to Alia. Yeah, and I then, agree. And, and she was more than our era too, you know. Well, you, I would never do Janet like that, no. She that, that's into my era too. Like, she did a little, yeah, she did. She paved the way for the artists that we listened to uh, too. And I'm sure she paved the way for Aaliyah too. Absolutely, yeah, she yeah, did. But, from everything yeah. from like wardrobe style, grit of like se- sexy, but still like athletic and a little boyish, but super sexy. Like, yeah, Janet had that. Like, she definitely brought a mm-hmm. whole path in front of everybody for that. But I would say, not to mention, and this is something very special to me that I don't mind sharing with the public, but everyone's not going to understand. However, Alia is one of my spirit guides and I talk to her mm-hmm. and she doesn't she doesn't stay around all the time but when I do speak to her she helps me here and there I help her um she comes to different people all over the world just to serve her mission even after she's passed on so she is very special special to me because I actually understand her on a deeper level and Mm -hmm. one thing that a lot of the viewers will now know about me is that um, much past music I'm a spiritual guide in the flesh with a vessel but I am quite a spiritualist and I am a medium I'm a shamanita I am a curanderita like I just do what I can to heal the spirit and heal the soul and to be a medium for others, an ancestral medium. So when it comes down to speaking to spirits that don't have a vessel, I do that as well. I just do it in the purest and highest form of light so that we can guide our souls back to wholeness. That's the point for me. I don't, I'm not here to mislead. So when it comes to speaking to spirits such as Alia, mm-hmm. I get to learn a whole lot more and unlock a whole lot Um not just know more, but unlock more in what their paths and purposes are, but also my own. Exactly, yes, because uh, Aaliyah, yeah, she, she was a very special person, too, and it's like, as I got older, I listened to more of her music, it just became an instant fan, because when she unfortunately passed away, I was eight years old, I had just made eight that year, oh. and you know, so, and, and the only visual memory I remember of Aaliyah was when she was doing her video, Are You That Somebody? That's the only memorable moment I have of Aaliyah. Right. Yeah, that but other than that, she was a very, very, be- very beautiful person, though. You Absolutely. know, she's very talented. She can act very well. She can do it all, too. And it's like, you do kind of wonder, like, like, if she was still here, like, you know, what what else would she have done? Because it's like, she was talking a lot about 2002, too. Yeah, of course. She had so many things coming up, and it wasn't fair that it was cut short, but at the same time, in due time, justice has been unraveling. So I'm excited for her about that. Oh, yeah. And that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Rest in peace to Aaliyah, too. Definitely. Yes. R.A.H. Rest in heaven, baby. Yes. All right. So Monica or Brandy? <laughs> Brandy. 
I don't. It's so tricky because no, I love Monica and I think Monica has a stunning voice, but I would still say Brandy because Brandy is an absolute goddess when mm-hmm. it comes to vocals. Like she will slaughter, and her personality is insane too, amazing. But no, seriously, she takes the cake in my opinion on being built made to be a singer like built for this like she's mm-hmm. built for this. so deep yeah definitely all right so what about neo or tank mm, i'd have to go with neo because neo neo's approach to music mm-hmm. lyrically and okay let me put it this way Neo to me is a more wholesome artist and Tank is just exquisite at execution. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to Tank, I think he's so incredible, but I still wouldn't listen to his entire discography because it doesn't do as much for me personality wise, but Neo does. Oh yeah, definitely. And definitely. he and Neo just really does blend into all types of genres, not just R&B, but even him going like international pop, and it just sounds so good on his voice. So I appreciate it. Yes, he does, and then he he's a very cool person too. If you look at all his interviews, very down to earth guy. Yeah. Yeah. So now this one might be a little bit easy. What about Usher or Genuine? Oh gosh, I would probably uh, like so. I would have to say Usher because he's just purely classic in my life. Like Usher is one of those. He was also one of those instrumental inspirations for my like singing ever. So Mm -hmm. I would have to say Usher because he just is too much of a pioneer for me not to say. Genuine was too, but I also know that I don't know as much of Genuine's music as Usher. So I would say Usher. Okay, I like that. All right, so last one. All right, Janae Aiko or Ella May? Janae all the way, baby. Like, yes, Janae Aiko because she is like my mama a little bit. No, she like my big sister, though, and um, music, hopefully. So one day I aspire to meet her and um, really do get on with her. But even if that doesn't happen, no, she really did, like, she feels like the big sis of music for me. Like, just that person that I'm like, mm-hmm. if you were my big sister, musically speaking, you've done a great job of showing me the way. Like, you've done that. Thank you. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> I love her style, too. And you never know. Ne- uh, later this year or next year, y'all on the collab together. You never know. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm putting it in the stars. I'm putting it in the stars for sure. So is there anything else you would want the listeners to know? Or- um, wow. Well, I just want to thank you guys for being a listener, really giving us your attention for this whole time, and to just stay tapped in with us. I'm extremely involved in my supporters. I love to give back in multiple ways, so it's not just consuming energy off of you guys, but also reciprocating where I can. I'm a very wholesome person and I just hope that we can build this journey together. You guys see how I develop as an artist, but also whatever you got going on. If I can show that love back, I'll do so. Please do be willing to check out my music. Once again, I'm Kay Reno. 
C-A-Y-R-E-N-O, but native as well on the back end of that. You will find me at all platforms, K-Reno native, N-A-T-I-V-E. So yeah, just get up with me. I'm, I don't bite, you feel me, unless <laughs> something a little more, you know, special and unique for somebody to get that out of me. But at the same time, I really am just a new artist that's blazing the trails. And I think people are just going to be more than excited to be a part of this journey. So oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much again, Kay, for stopping by. It was really appreciated. You know, I, I really learned a lot about you, and I'm sure the listeners learned, learned about you. Yes, of course. It's been a pleasure, and I deeply thank you. I am in a run. Got to literally finish a whole nother music project before the night is out. But it's been a pleasure with you, Ashley, Janae, and I thank you. Yes, no problem. No problem. And then I definitely uh, check out check out your music very soon, too. And I wish you all the best of luck, too. Yes, of course. Thank you so much, May 19th. All right. <laughs> so that's going to do it for Inspiring Discussions, Episode 5. I want to thank Kay Reno again so much for stopping by. It was a huge honor, and I hope everyone was inspired and entertained. And Episode 6 will be coming out soon. If anyone is interested, I have some merchandise on my website, so please feel free to browse around, and I will leave a link in the description box. And I would gladly appreciate any comments or reviews on today's episode. And please subscribe to get notifications on new episodes. Then also check out my second podcast, Wrestling Discussions, where I discuss WWE topics. And you can all follow me on Instagram at BlueShades1993, on Twitter at AshleyJanae93, and on Facebook by just typing in AshleyJanae. Again, thank you all so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Ashley Janae. Stay safe and God bless you all.